Welcome to the Magic Our Way podcast. I'm Kevin Smith, and now get ready for all the Disney there is. Turn up your mouse ears, kids. It's Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante Sana, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Hour podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. And this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us for this episode. Lee presents some facts and fun about Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios. And look, this isn't your typical polished practice pixie dust and Disney podcast. No, sir. We are not in the parks every day trying to tell you to make sure you check again at 7, 10 a.m. in the morning for more Lightning Lane options. That's right, Kevin. We're here to drink, talk Disney, and provide you a little magic our way. So strap up and enjoy the ride. Thank you very much. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. I'm Eli. Lee. Plus, we have a special guest. Special guest, who are you? I can't think of anything snappy and witty, so I'll just say, hi, it's Kirk, straight from Cajun country. How you doing? See, you could have just said that and it would have been fine. Uh, is, but you preface it with all that other stuff. Can I ask you a question? Preference. I'm looking, what? I'm looking at you right now. I just have one question for you. Is it true that it's not easy being green? It is not. <laughs> okay. It is not. It's not Sorry. easy being green. I'm all over the place. <laughs> it is not. This is green? I thought it was yellow. It's not no. easy. I don't know. Spleen. It looks like highlighter color almost yeah you're quite bright so if yeah. you guys are watching this on the video oh, thank you you know what lee uh, uh what kirk looks like look at him in fact i should oh, no, no, don't unbutton it don't unbutton it stop basket oh you're showing these people basket yeah, that it's glory. a fishing shirt it's not a button it's it's a oh, uh, just a joke i does one of those old school ocean pacific shirts remember those? Oopie? No, remember those? <laughs> jack Panama oh, Jack. Or, or oh, Z Cavarici. Look at Panama Mac over there. Panama yeah. Mac right there. So, guys, look, enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go visit Sunset Boulevard. All right, quick announcements, guys. Number one, first of all, go to patreon.com forward slash magic our way if you want to elevate your support. Kirk is a patron of patreon he's here with us he's one of those members man you could join him and elevate your support of the magic Army podcast there's six awesome tiers man and so just go check it out i really you know, can tell you something we appreciate all support of the magic Army podcast but you know what we really love we love that elevated support we love that elevated support because we need yeah. that elevated support that because- reminds me at the last uh patreon exclusive uh get together when when it was doing the limbo, I think I dropped my wallet. Did y'all find it by the pool? No, not at all. There was no Damn. wallet. No, no, not at all. Damn. I was so drunk that night. It's just yeah, that's a that was a killer party, yeah, man. Yeah. That's one of the best perks about being a Patreon. We certainly didn't find anything sure. with your Visa card or your Blockbuster uh, rental uh, card. That's no. kind of crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's like I've been sitting kind of funny. I, I wonder what that is. Nah, Eli. Hi. Oh, I'm excited because I got a new car, but I don't want to tell you I paid for it. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Eli, there's something I want to uh, make a quick announcement of. That's what that music usually means. We have a couple of things announced. Okay. But, you know, my kids, you know, they like watching the Disney Channel. And last night we watched the premiere. And I don't know if you've heard of this. Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. Have you heard that? Uh, that, that TV show that just started? 
Wait, wait, I've been watching Kenobi. I've been watching Stranger Things. What is, what is this? What is this is like on the actual Disney Channel. It's it's so it's not on Disney Plus. I don't think it could be. But this is Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. They're superheroes. They're Latin X superheroes. Oh, and it's all they about have- a mask. And the max mask chooses you. And you know, like the, this little like girl. A, lucha? Like, yeah, like they're, they're luchadors. Door? They're literally okay. luchador superheroes. Have you seen this? No, I was like, "Come on, Marvel guru, where you been?" They're not Marvel characters. They're not Marvel characters, but it's because I would, I would go ahead, go ahead. No, but it's like my my (laughs) oldest wanted to see this. It was a premiere. I was like, I wanted to watch Obi Wan because I hadn't gotten a chance to watch it on Wednesday. Apparently, they're releasing on Wednesdays now. And then she's like, "Ah, I really want to watch the show." I was like, "All right, fine." My oldest doesn't want to watch Obi Wan, but she wants to watch this. So I started watching it. They released two episodes yesterday, and and we're recording this on Saturday the fourth, guys. So it came out on the third. Uh, listeners so but anyway it's it's a show called ultraviolet and black scorpion is the rock in it and the black scorpion no he's a scorpion king he's a scorpion king yeah 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 and he's black adam right oh yeah he's black adam now but he's not uh, combined both i think black scorpion that's like uh, one of those um domain um public domain characters probably so but yeah these are luchador superheroes and i was wondering if anybody yeah i mean the way they fight it's all luchador kind of stuff but apparently the little girl that does it you know, it's like the Black Scorpion's her uncle. She finds out, and and not to spoilers. I'm sorry. Oh spoilers. wait, that's who Ric Flair was in WCW. Oh, he was God. a Black Scorpion. You remember the Black yeah. Scorpion was going after Sting, Sting. and like Sting. It's me. Oh, so that's I'm a pre- thing. Maybe yes, that was okay. a wrestler at one point in time. The Black Scorpion. That's anyway, right. yes, yeah, so the infamous bla- bad angle. Oh, but yeah, it's a Black Scorpion. He's a he's a wrestler. He's a luchador. Okay, and then he, his niece apparently inherits. She gets a bestowed this mask and then she puts it on and she becomes the ultraviolet which she can apparently run really fast so now you know black scorpion has to train ultraviolet and it's all kind of it's all kind of crazy so like, you have like a psychic named 4k no <laughs> no but apparently she's on social yeah. media which is in broadcast in 4k so she's like a superhero but she also broadcasts live on her fights and stuff on on, on social media ah, which oh, is interesting yeah okay and then train in this i guess this luchador uh gym you know they got a, a ring and everything i was like hmm. what the hell is this but surprisingly i'm kind of caught up in it i don't know why maybe it's the whole luchador thing but i just wanted to bring that up because as they just released i'm like a luchador superhero. So you're suggesting to the listeners of the Magic Army podcast, forget about Stranger Things, forget about Kenobi, watch the Black Scope Scorpion. Check this out and see what you and, think. Uh, but yeah, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. Ultraviolet I, have, Black I didn't expect this, and I'm like, this is surprisingly, I don't know, I don't get it. I got But okay. you seem to be caught up in it, so it must be it good. Must be but good. it's because it's a luchador, and he's a superhero. And I'm like, I okay. have a luchador mask, but I can't do that. You have a luchador yeah, but mask? You only wear it during lovemaking. Yeah, but I can't do the stuff they're doing. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't trained yet. <laughs> you got to train uh, for you gotta, that. You doesn't have, have a red ball right around here, does it? Red ball where? I'm sorry. Could you do that again? Like slowly? Put in your mouth and with this mask, <laughs> this luchador mask. You oh, like a turkey. Yeah, no. Oh, you got to Yeah, man. I, I want to say there is a Marvel luchador wrestling character though i That's think so too but i don't name. think i don't think it's that name though. i no, think this is separate i think it's like luchador x or yeah. something i, I think I, they're yeah, they're just capitalizing the whole superhero thing by just coming up with a show but i'm like this is surprisingly somewhat satisfying well question so yeah if you like luchadors or your daughter likes luchadors why don't y'all just watch wrestling 
like wrestling, wrestling. Well, I, you know, I, I, I used to watch wrestling, and I haven't kept up with it, but I, I go back to the 80s with wrestling. So I'm talking Jimmy Superfly Snooker, the, the, the cop dude, whatever his Big name boss is. Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. I go back to way then. I haven't really kept up because then it started changing things. I was like, I can't keep up with this shit. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I maybe I should... Sh- Get back into it and check it out. You know, maybe my daughter might dig that. I would I, say watch AEW. I look. I pay for Disney Plus. I, I will watch at least one episode of Ultraviolet in the Black Scorpion. Is that on Disney Plus? No, I think it's on Disney Channel Network. Yeah, I don't think it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's oh, on. I ain't watch. Yeah, it's, 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 it's on. It's on the network television. Yeah, no, I ain't. Well, I, I guess what know. we used to call cable. So cables. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. You know, apparently, they're releasing every Friday, but I didn't think I would actually kind of like it. But I, it's like I now I'm intrigued where so this. So you're goes. recommending it to the listeners out there if you're into Disney with caution. I'm with curious. Caution. You know, maybe you have kids that may want to watch it too. But I'm not saying like I'm blowing out the water. But check it out, see what you guys think. We'll Is talk this about like it. A in brother, group. sister? No, it's an uncle's ne- niece. Kind uncle of relationship, niece. yeah. Okay, okay. And apparently, the uncle is kind of estranged. He doesn't come around the house too much. Mm. And then we, you know, not spoilers, but you know, she gets the mask, she puts it on, she runs into Black Scorpion because she's like, "Oh man, he's so awesome! I want to be superior too." And then when he takes off the mask and he, he becomes his normal self, it's like, "Oh my God, you're my tío, you're my uncle." I was like, "What the hell?" And then she takes off the mask, like, "Oh my God, you're my freaking niece! I can't deal with this right now. Mm. I can't. I, I've never had kids. I don't know how to train. I don't, I don't know what to do. But I got to train you. I don't I have no idea why the mask chose you, but." Here you are. We're family. You know, oh. and then all kind of stuff ensues. And then toward the end of the second episode, she realizes, like, yeah, I really need training. I can't just do what I do and, and, and run fast and hope to goodness I can fight crime. You know, I, I got to learn some skills. And do so, they fight crime in the ring or do they go? No, they go out to the city. Yeah. Yeah. Dark alleys and the, the streetways. They go into warehouses. And just raises havoc, you know. It He's seems- picking up cars, and they're they're throwing, and <laughs> and also awesome. in the first two episodes, she's just running around because that's all she knows how to do. She runs fast. It just so, seems like it's really hard to do like luchador moves without the top rope. <laughs> Well, you know, like, he's doing that it is off a of, high part of your office. Yeah, yeah. He's doing it off of cars. And okay, he's, he's, okay. You know, he's doing he's doing other things. Off you know? the roof, you could do it off the roof. But the funny thing is that she, apparently she runs fast. She runs really fast, but she can make other things go fast too. So in this one fight scene, she doesn't know really how to fight. She just can. She just knows how to run at this point. She takes a handful of gumballs and she starts flinging them out at all the bad people, like you know, like bullets. So she's just shooting these guys with gumballs, and apparently when she flicks it, it runs as fast as her. And so it's hitting these bad guys, and they're getting knocked out left and right, and she's like spraying them like a Tommy gun. It's freaking hilarious. I'm like, what is going on with this show? But I can't stop watching. Okay. And on my mind, I was like, I just want to get to Obi-Wan, but I'm going to let my oldest watch these two you know episodes of his premiere. You're, you're editing more shows <laughs> going forward. If you've got this much time in your hands, we were watching this kind of crap. No, this is, I'm not. <laughs> this was but not by choice. This was like, I just want to watch Obi-Wan and then get on to other stuff. And it's like, well, my oldest wanted to watch this. It's like, all right, I'll fine. The black yeah, it's like, okay, fine. We're watching this and then we'll get to Obi-Wan. I, look, I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan. I've never th- thought to combine my like of my love of wrestling with my love of Disney, but this sounds like a, w- a way to go. Uh, maybe. maybe, maybe you guys check it out and y'all let me know if it's anything worthy. But it it, it was, I don't know. I just couldn't stop watching. I was like, what the hell? I, why am I watching this? I just want to watch Obi Wan. But wrestling the superpower sound like a cool combo. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. That's. I just want to talk about quick announcement. I experienced that yesterday. Couldn't believe what the hell I was watching, especially with the gumball thing. She was shooting off like bullets. It was crazy. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. That was just uh, what. You know, uh, if we can get some Star Wars luchadors, uh, that would be really awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obi Wan. 
third wrestler, second wrestler, <laughs> first wrestler, the grand wrestler. I would take that. Darth Mysterio Jr. Ooh, superstar <laughs> destroyer. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, we got some other things to talk about, guys. But if you happen to watch a show, man, let us know what you think about a show at magicourway.com. Here we are on the hub. And as you know, this is our main topic segment of the show. And for today, we are continuing our saga now of Did You Notice Shows? That's K-N-O-W. With Lee Lastovica of Magical Multiplications. That's still a thing. How about that? Isn't that crazy? I thought we got all we were going to get. We get more? We get more. We got to finish. We're going to finish this one. Always good to finish. (laughs) Most studios. Most studios. And so as I said in the beginning of the show, Lee is talking about Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Studios. And look, look at the rest of them. Did you notice shows? Hollywood Studios, he covers the rest of the park, uh, Galaxy's Edge, all this. Did you do Galaxy? You did Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, you did Galaxy's Edge. All different kinds of stuff, man. Toy Story Land, all those different areas. It's been a while since we've done it. But here we are about to wrap up everything, I think. But this sounds like your penultimate show because from when we were talking, you're saving a couple other things. Is that right? Spoiler alert, uh, this actually will be not the last show, but the second to last show. We're going to walk all the way down Sunset Boulevard, take you through through all the little shops and the eateries and all this stuff. And then the very last show, we're going to do Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Fantasmic as one show. Yes. So as I said, the penultimate show is what we're doing right here. Yes. Of the whole Did You Notice Hollywood Studio series. And Kirk is here because Kirk is one of your sources. Well, you can't miss the Penn and Teller show. And, he, and this is his, yeah, this is his favorite park, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I will is, say this: like number one, invaluable uh, resource here with Mister Kirk. I was going through the park on my last trip. I was, you know, doing all these little small details and doing little quick videos and stuff like that. And, and you were doing them on TikTok, is that right? On TikTok, yeah, yeah. What's, what's your account on TikTok? Just just to let them know, so if they want to see those things that Kirk helped you with, yeah, you can check it out at You Got a Friend in Lee. Yes, at you got and, a friend in Lee on TikTok. Check it out. Yes. And Lee's got a friend in Kirk. That's right. Kirk was my uh, phone a friend that week. I was constantly like, Kirk, what does this mean? Hey, I saw this window. What is this about? And so, you know, this especially, Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard especially, Kirk has been invaluable uh, helping with this. So I want to definitely say thank you, sir. Your input is appreciated, and the shows would not be what they are without you. Thank you, Kirk. And this was going to be a one-part show, but we talked 30 minutes about Luchador, so it's had to, we got to split it up. Yes. <laughs> Kirk is invaluable. He's, he's loved. Yes. There he is. Invaluable. Feel it, feel it right now. You feel it right there? You feel it? I got I even Almost got you sold it on a video. For, so if you're watching on the video, guys, Almost he's invaluable. invaluable. He's invaluable. <laughs> he's invaluable. All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right. Enough distraction. Here we go. Lee. Take us through this journey, man. Did you notice, or did you know this, Hollywood Studios Sunset Boulevard, man? Take it away. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So if you remember the last show we did, we were in that center court area, Hollywood Brown Derby, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, the statue with the cameraman, all that stuff. That's where we were. So now we're going to take a left turn, and we're going to go down Sunset Boulevard, which I feel is appropriate as a sunset on our time exploring Hollywood Studios. Oh, that's very poetic couple things uh, i did not realize because uh, i did i did not know this 
Sunset Boulevard didn't always exist. That was added later. That was added uh, after I'd already started going to the parks. But at one time, there was no Sunset Boulevard. I remember that. that. Yeah, I I knew that. that. I remember that. I remember you couldn't take a right turn once you get to the midway on that street. It never existed. And I remember when they built that and I looked to the right. I'm like, what the hell is that? (laughs) You know? Well, man, we're going to have to get like his and her T-shirts. Did you know this? I knew that. (laughs) And arrows pointing at each other? Exactly. Oh, man, dude, another t-shirt idea. That is a t-shirt idea. I got it. We got to start cranking right. these. Yeah. Copyright Magic I'll wait 2022. Thank you, Kirk. What year did Sunset uh, Boulevard come? Now, that's the part where I get fuzzy. Like, what year did it come about? So let me let me give you that in a second, because it's actually one of the little hidden details that is located in the park. So, oh, um, okay. So you could find that information if you're walking around the park. Yeah, there's some references to it. Nice. Okay. Unlike Magic Kingdom or Epcot, which is, you know, one of those parks where you could spend the whole day for sure, even multiple days, MGM Studios was opened not to be a half-day park, but just to be kind of like some extra things to do on your Disney vacation, a little lanyard. But immediately, uh, once the park opened, it just was hugely popular. Uh, if you remember back on a previous show when we talked about Comic Spain, you know, the, the, the park was so popular, they couldn't keep up with the demand. The, the, they had to add more food. They had to have all this other stuff in there to, to keep up with it. Well, the studio tour itself was a half day. <laughs> 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 you remember that Boy. was a long tour. But that was awesome though, wasn't it? It you was. Know, it was a great tour, so but much, I mean, uh, shoot, you waited in line for hours and you stepped on that thing and then three and a half hours later you get off of I it. I mean, Disney so. wanted to crowd gobbler. That was a crowd gobbler. Yeah, it really was. I mean, and but you, you learn so many things. I have so many fond memories of that. Same here. I don't know. If, I don't think you ever talked about the, the tour uh, as much, but maybe one day we'll have to do a retro history show on that. But yeah, um, yeah no, I, it's funny you bring that up, Lee, because I remember I went to Hollywood Studios maybe within the first month or two months that it was open. Okay. And I remember it's like, if you didn't get there early enough, it was sold out. You couldn't even park. So you yeah. had to wait till like later in the afternoon, try again and see if you can get in. And, you know, me and my parents, we go, it was maybe like eight o'clock. It's like, oh, we're closed for today. It's a, it was a small park. It wasn't big, but damn, it was popular. You know, it was Disney MGM Studios was freaking popular. They would turn people to the gate. We'd all have to turn around and we come back maybe like one o'clock, two o'clock. Maybe we can get in. But I remember coming down World Drive and there was lines at the Wazoo because they used to have, they redid it now, but they used to have a right turn. And they had the Disney MGM studio sign. It looked like a little bridge kind of thing and the yeah. gate that you walk, drove through. But there used to be lines up all up and down World Drive trying to get into that park. And it was really, really tough. Now, there is a back way. But, man, that's even worse because you have to take a left turn or a right turn off of that main road. And that's even more difficult. But, yeah, it was, man, it was crazy because it was super popular. And I'm like, man, month out, two months out, this will be no problem. We can get in. Nope. Didn't nope. you ride the B? Oh, yeah, I did ride the bee. Yeah, I have, to find bee. That, I have to find that video and post it on YouTube. But Yeah, so when we do the retrospective, guys, you'll see Kevin riding on the bee from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And I have to check. I have VHSC video, an eight mil- high 8-millimeter video, I think, of the tour. I'll have to dig it up. I know I have pictures. But, yeah, they used to do a green screen thing of Honey, I, I Shrunk the uh, Kids. 
uh, playset or not the playset, but like a, a well, they had a playset. It was a, they had it was like a, a yeah. playground area kind of thing. But yes, no, they had a, a green screen where they would put you in, like where they would show you how they make movie magic. Yeah, and one of the things that they would do is that you would ride the bee. From Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, I never I, got chosen to ride the bee. Yeah, I got chosen. Yeah. Uh, oh, you couldn't just do it. You had to get picked. You yeah, had to get picked. Yeah, yeah, there was. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there was two people. They had one person to ride the bee, and there was one person that was dangling on a leg trying to get. You, know, you were doing the reaching oh, okay, thing, cool. like, "Oh my god, I'm dropping! Yeah. Grab me!" I was the guy on the leg. I think I don't think I got on top of the bee, but I was on the guy driving, like, "Grab me, holy! I'm about to fall!" <laughs> and my friend was the, the guy on, sitting on top of, uh, of the bee, and it was great. You know, it was a great, but I, I digress. I'm sorry. Was like, I'll never let go, Kevin. I'll never let go. <laughs> and he did, and I froze to death. <laughs> just, just make sure when you show us that video, you don't mix it up with the one where you ride the D. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't no, man. That. I'm, I'm fans Gross. of the V. So let's get Gross. that straight. That was when he was hanging on the third leg. Yeah. See that? V. 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 Not the D. The V. The V. D. The V. All right, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, all right, sorry. But uh, all that's just to corroborate what you're talking about as far as how popular it was. Very popular. I, I remember going in 92 and riding and, and trying to go in Muppet Vision 3D and having, you know, that little side area? Yeah, all the, line, the outside line. Wrapped around for hours waiting in line. That's crazy in and of itself that, that Muppet D had a, a queue line. Yes. Yeah, dude, it was it was long. And, I but remember. The, the bonus was that you got to see those posters on the side of the yes. building. I, I appreciate that now, but I didn't appreciate it back then because nope. it was freaking hot. Yes. And it was long, dude. It was. I mean, even Great Movie Ride had long, long ass lines. Oh yeah. You know, God, it, it yeah. was all over the place. I mean, God, what else? I, you know, the the the, the Indiana, tour, Jones. Indiana Jones was packed. It was uh-huh. it was nuts, man. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah, people I, were clamoring for it because remember they were opening at about the same time that Universal Studios was opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a yeah. big thing. That could be something we talk about too. Is like you know, those two things coming online at the same time. It was just absolutely nuts. Very coincidental. Yeah, it wasn't very coincidental. Those two parks <laughs> opened around the same time. Yeah, but all that to say to corroborate your story, uh, Lee, that, yeah, this was a very, very popular park from the get-go. Now, this expansion would be themed to um, another popular street in Hollywood, Sunset Boulevard. It also continues chronologically with the area uh, being themed after World War II time period. Now, in real life, in California, Sunset Boulevard and Hollywood Boulevard do not intersect, but in, in Hollywood studios, they do. So this is the intersection here, Hollywood Boulevard. And Sunset Boulevard. Well, remember, remember, Lee. Don't forget that their whole saying was, "It's the Hollywood that never was, but always, always will be." Yes, yes. You know, exactly. to, to, yeah. to to support your point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, the first one we did uh, regarding Hollywood Boulevard, you should really enjoy this show as well because it's a lot of the same material, a lot of the uh, the architecture, the historic uh, LA buildings that inspired the various gift shops and eateries that you'll find on Sunset Boulevard. So we're going to do a lot of that today. Now, just to preface this in the beginning, normally what we would do is we would just kind of walk down the area from, you know, the beginning of the land to the end of the land. But since this street is set up in such a way that there's things on the left and there's things on the right, what we're going to do is we're going to walk left side of the street, then we're going to go back and start at the right side of the street, and then we'll end up at the end of the Sunset Boulevard where Tower is located. Lee, is it true what they say, uh, left of the road, fine, right of the road, fine, middle of the road, squashed like bug? <laughs> that is a good that's a Confucius say yeah Mr. Miyagi say. Mr. Miyagi yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more say. yes giving away your oh. Miyagi doors oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> giving away your karate kid ignorance sir <laughs> come on 
All right, we're going to the left of the road. We're going to the left. I hang to the left. To the left, to the left. To the But before we do that, we're going to start at the end, which used to be the beginning. Wait, stop. You already blew my mind. I'm sorry. This is this is very Confucius like. The end, which was the beginning, and now it's the end. And now it's the end. The upside down. This wow. is very Pirates of the Caribbean. I feel. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for eleven to get me out of the. <laughs> the upside down. Yeah, this show goes down. to the eleven. Okay, so we're starting at the end to get to the beginning. Face That's off. Exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> face off. Face off. 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 <laughs> All right. I like that movie. Don't That's hate me. Sh- <laughs> terrible movie. I know it sucked, but I loved it. <laughs> so we're going to start with the original location of the Theater of the Stars. This theater, which now houses Beauty and the Beast live on stage, mm-hmm. used to be located at the beginning of what is now Sunset Boulevard, because again, Sunset Boulevard wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And this was where Theater of the Stars was located. This theater is based on the Hollywood Bowl, uh, which mm-hmm. is on the foothills of the Santa Monica Mountains in Los Angeles. It was an open-air amphitheater. Uh, this opened with... That's the- where Dave Chappelle got attacked. <laughs> was it for real? Okay, I didn't Isn't that where that. Dave Chappelle got attacked? Was the Hollywood Bowl? Oh, and uh, the real Hollywood Bowl. The real yes. Hollywood Bowl. Yes, it was. Yes, oh, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, yeah, you might know the Hollywood Bowl from Dave Chappelle getting attacked. And this is what <laughs> it was supposed to represent. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right, so, it, it opened with the park on May 1st, 1989. Eventually, it closed on May 2nd, 1993 to make room for the construction of Sunset Boulevard. And it was relocated to where it is now. And that's uh, right near the entrance of Tower of Terror. Uh, originally, there was a lot of shows, a lot of live action shows here. Some of those shows included Hollywood, Hollywood, a star-studded spectacular. Dick Tracy starring in Diamond Double Cross. Hollywood's Pretty Woman, which, was that based off the movie Pretty Woman? I was about to ask you. I, I have no idea because I never saw the show. There's like a Pretty Woman like this this year in the, in the Sanger. They're going to have the Pretty Woman the musical. Yeah, There's Pretty like Woman a Pretty Woman, Woman yeah. musical. Is that, that seems very... Uh, inappropriate i can't imagine like pretty woman was released under the disney more was, mature yeah. label though yeah. right i don't i can't imagine it was really uh kirk you're the expert in the studios was there was that pretty woman the julia roberts version that was pretty woman the julia roberts version really what it's a very, it's a very wholesome story man it's, 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 it's just because she has a profession that could be frowned on in certain circles doesn't mean the thing it's still a good show well, it's the oldest profession in the world but i mean exactly exactly well who was the pretty woman character was Minnie like the hoe <laughs> like, i mean oh we have wonder. to do a little uh a little deep dive into that one that's those are words you never hear together Mini Ho. Was it Mini the Ho? Mini the Ho. <laughs> There's Mini Vans. I've heard of Mini the Moocher, but not me. Hey, hey, <laughs> um, hey. Wait. Kirk, no, are you serious? Like, is this really based off a of pretty woman? I don't know any certain thing I'm looking up right now, actually. Oh, okay, okay. So we, you, you were just joking. Okay. Right. So let's, our, phone a friend, let's phone a friend on that one. Our Kirk, team so of crack experts are on the case, guys. Sorry. We now return you to the No, arts. Danny, our, our team is on crack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our team of experts are on crack. All right. So and then eventually Beauty and the Beast live on stage, uh, which would be shown at this theater. And then, of course, it moved with the theater where it is now. And uh, yeah, so it's it, that's what we have now is Beauty and the Beast live on stage in theater of the stars which is in its new location you know that freaked me out when i was little it's like i remember when they built that and i was like wait a minute but i didn't realize that it moved until like much later i was like mm-hmm. was this always here or did yeah it i mean it's a little different uh in on the original 
theater, there were very open seating, like no cover right. or any at all. And whereas the new theater is an open air theater, but at least you're covered. You're not in the blazing. That's what freaked me out. Because I remember being like burning in the sun watching the show. And yeah. then it's like the next time I went, maybe years later, I was like, wait, oh, they're smart. They installed like covers and stuff. That's so nice of them. I remember going and I, I thought they demolished it. Like I thought it was gone. I didn't realize it was relocated towards the end of Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I, I had no idea they demolished it at all. I, it's like, wait a minute. And then I realized after, you know. Uh, uh, I you have know. your answer, and Danny is going to love it. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Minnie was yeah. a hoe? I'm going to read verbatim from the Disney Wiki. All right. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to sell it on Kirk, so if you're watching the video, Kirk. Captain yeah. or invaluable Cajun Chavez, tell us what's up. <laughs> the first Walt Disney World attraction to feature the Muppets was the Hollywood's Pretty Woman stage show at the Theater of the Stars on Hollywood Boulevard in Disney MGM Studios. Really? Wow. According to one description, the show features Roger Rabbit as the world-famous producer from Maroon Studios visiting Club Hollywood. Proprietor Mickey, Minnie, (laughs) and Goofy are trying to impress Roger with their salute to the women of Hollywood lore. Featured are tributes tributes to Jeanette McDonald, Julie Julie Garland, Ginger Rogers, Carmen Miranda, and Madonna. The show builds to a grand surprise ending. The show included Kermit and Miss Piggy walk-arounds in the surprise finale. So it wasn't Pretty Woman. It was Pretty Women. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. no, it says Hollywood's Pretty Woman. It's just that was the title of the show. But, but it was they're a- saluting women. They were trading on the name of the movie that was popular. In order- yeah, okay, good. Correct. Right. But I find funny. Minnie is in there, so I guess you were kind of right. No, Minnie is not a hoe. That was a joke. Unless you listen to it. Lily likes to tell the... Uh, the, the the goofy joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, leave that, I'll leave that for Patreon. Yes, yes. All right, so did you know this? Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage did premiere in MGM Studios on the same day that the animated movie opened in theaters. No, so, I didn't, didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so they were, they were you know, the, I noticed that with Eisner, they did this a lot, where they were mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? We got a good feeling about this. Let's go for it. Like, I, there was no waiting two, three years where people were clamoring or, you know, or even the the, op- the the thrill had been gone from this particular franchise. Like, they were like, okay, this is going to be good. We're going to have the movie released, and we're going to go with the studios. Boom. Let's do it. Same thing with uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug. They were yeah. working on that before the movie was even out. Yeah. And then the animators had to try and work with the people who were at Pixar making the film. I mean, it, it, yes, that was back in the day where we didn't have to wait two to three years when the public demand had died down before we finally got an attraction. But either way, I mean, again, they were just, they were just that confident in this franchise. They were like, okay, we're doing this. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to have the, the movie premiere and we're going to have a show. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. All right, so bef- before we stroll down Sunset Boulevard, let's talk about what might have been. Sunset Boulevard was initially planned to be a land based on the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. Did you? Maroon Studios. During development, the land was going to be known as Roger Rabbit's Hollywood Land or Maroon Studios. This uh, this new area would feature three new Roger Rabbit attractions. Baby Herman's Runaway Baby Buggy, Toontown Trolley, and Beneath the Cab Ride, which eventually did open in Disneyland as Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Now, as plans continue to develop, Imagineers had also pitched the idea of creating a replica of Hollywood Sunset Boulevard with the Roger Rabbit attractions at the end of the street, like somewhere where the rock and roller coaster is located now. Uh, Layout Sunset Boulevard would have also included a working red trolley car that would transport guests down the street. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that was supposed to happen. Damn, that would have been cool. And the red car was... Yeah, the red the car trolley. We talked into, about yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, and they have the, um, the Starbucks. 
based upon that bu- the, the building that Starbucks is in, right? Is based yes, the red exactly. car. We talked yeah. about that on yeah. the Hollywood Boulevards episode. But it, it would basically look like the cartoon studio from the movie where, you know, you would see buildings featured in the film. Uh, you'd have like boxes of TNT, grand pianos hanging above the sidewalk, Roger Rabbit shaped holes in the walls, all this kind of stuff. Uh, there was even going to be a recreation of the Terminal Bar, mm-hmm. which was going to be like an actual restaurant you could eat in. Yeah, I remember the terminal. That's where Roger was hiding in the little back little area. Mm-hmm. They busted the wall. Yeah. Two bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did get that little warehouse area where you saw the, what, what was the name oh, of the, the dip? Yeah, the di- yeah they had, and they had that, the store where they had all the different little, yeah. you could open the box yeah, and they had things were bringing. Yeah, the yeah. crates and all that. Ca- yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Roger was a big part of the studios way back in the day. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a heyday of that of that park. I'm sorry. You know, that, 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 all those different little interactive things were freaking awesome not that i don't like it now but it's like that was so cool yeah it was because yeah. i mean the, the dip was like a picture thing yes. people took pictures with the dip mm-hmm. like, oh i'm getting run over <laughs> didn't it have like a, a cut out of uh, jessica on the wall with a actual the roger rabbit like silhouette where he would have went through a wall right next to her i've seen videos of that Oh wow! I'll go with I your word on so, that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They had like a safe that if like a safe that looks like it had fallen on the ground, and right where right where it's on the ground, they got a um, chalk line so they land on somebody's head. Now that um, sounds familiar. What, yeah, Marvin Acton. You talked yeah. about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They played patty cake. <laughs> patty cake. Patty cake. Oh man! I mean, uh, it's just. Uh, it's what it's, a day though, Roger Rabbit. Really, like you Roger talk Rabbit about is like it. still. It's still like top ten. I know. Like I watched that film, and who didn't want to go to Toontown? And then we got mm-hmm. the be- the best we got was Disneyland's version of Toontown. But like, yeah, you you just wanted to walk in and around Toontown. So I remember hearing this rumor back in the day and being excited and and bummed that r- it, nothing really came from Roger. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like with Roger Rabbit, the movie it was like two of my favorite worlds combined. It was like the Hanna yep. Barbera stuff world and the Disney world, and they yeah. had those characters in the same movie. I'm like, what? Are Warner you Brothers me? too. I don't forget. Oh yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Warner Brothers were all. I was mm-hmm. like, I was so freaking amazed. And oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I mean, and not to get sidetracked, but if you guys, if you like that part of the, you know, that concept, you should check out the Rescue Rangers movie. Really? It's not the same level. It's not as it's not like oh, this is as good as Roger Rabbit. But it's kind of the same thing where you've got a lot of these different characters from different franchises and other other animation studios in the in the movie. Well, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert on this. Uh, what is it called again? Rescue Rangers movie. Rescue Rangers movie. I'm going to watch it at some point in time because uh, one of the characters from South Park. Oh, what is in <laughs> the, Raj, the the Rescue Rangers movie? And yeah. I've got it, it's a it. fun movie. Yeah. Oh, you know, I gotta watch it now. I, I will. Watch it I now. will see it now because of that. Yeah, I, I, I gotta, gotta watch, watch it. That. Is it on Disney Plus? Do we know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it, it is. is. Okay, okay. I gotta check it out. I gotta okay, Eli, you watch it? No, I, I went to watch something else on Disney Plus. And but I you saw, saw it. it. Okay, I okay, saw it. Okay. In the, I gotta check it out. Yeah. I gotta check it out. All right, Lee, take us down. Despite the plans that Imagineers had for the Roger Rabbit area, problems arose with the film's character rights between Disney and Amblin Entertainment, which caused Disney to change the direction of the MGM Studios expansion. So instead of Roger Rabbit Land, Disney decided to focus on creating the Sunset Boulevard replica. But there are actually uh, at least one remnant of that idea, and that is the uh, red trolley car. Uh, yeah. if you remember that was supposed to carry guests up and down Sunset Boulevard, and it's, it's still here, sort of. And we will uh, we'll touch base on the actual trolley car as we get a little further down the street here. But if you start here on the corner, this Hollywood Junction, what you will see is you will see the overhead, the trolley car line. 
it's it runs the length of Sunset Boulevard. So that the trolley car line that would have been is still there. It exists just as a reference to that trolley car and that that form of transportation. You talk about the, the electric uh, cable or whatever still mm-hmm. overhead, really? Kirk asked me to verify that, but I actually have it on pictures and video of it. It runs from Hollywood Junction all the way down to the end of the uh, of Sunset Boulevard. What about the in the cement? You know how they have the tracks in the oh, cement? Oh, right. Yeah. The, it, what's fun about that is, uh, and I, I'm, I've got it at the end, but I'll just tell you now. You can see the actual tracks in the cement where they end, mm-hmm. right at that corner where By the cobblestone. Yeah, the cobblestone. Yeah, the cobblestone stone and all that. It kind of go towards uh, rock and roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, that's where they end. That's great. I've never looked up. I've never noticed the cables. And, and I've taken pictures down that street at Hollywood Tower at the very end, and I've never. Oh, damn! Okay, something to keep in mind. I have to look at my pictures yeah. now because I'm sure I caught it because I'm taking pictures of Hollywood Tower yeah. at the end of the street. So you didn't notice? I did, did not, not notice. notice. <laughs> yeah, did not I didn't notice, notice or did you notice either? And or K. Yeah. All right. So right there at that at that area, the Hollywood Junction, right at the the corner there. This is something you may not have noticed. Uh, look at the ground near the tip board. And you'll see a stamp in the concrete. Uh, it's a half oval and the words Mortimer and Company con- Contractors, established 1928. Okay. And it's actually smaller. Like, I've seen pictures of it. So I was, like, looking for it. And I had asked. I couldn't find it. I'm like, I asked a cast member. They didn't no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but eventually I did find it. It's just very small. It's, like, as big as your hand, maybe. Now, we all know who Mortar, Mortimer is. as the original name that Walt had for Mickey. Right. And that is... Uh, you know, again, established 1928. That's when uh, Walt had come up with that that character. So it's a cool little thing. You can check that out, and uh, it's something you might not have noticed. You just probably walk right on by it. It's right there on the ground, right near the curb. I've never. Uh, I might have noticed it, but I, I don't ever register what it was. Nah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So let's take a walk down this here. We're going to start with uh, Beverly Sunset. These are all you know some gift shops and things like that. But Beverly Sunset. It's on. It's on the left, and it's a building with three different facades. It's a pretty special building. It's probably the main gift store. That mm-hmm. is that where the the villains the villain shop used to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. gonna get there. But I mean, yes. yeah, the okay. the just the entrance in itself, and I'm not gonna steal Lee's thunder, but just the entrance itself when you walk in is kind of unique, right, Lee? Well, it's it's based off of the Warner Beverly Hills Theater, which opened in 1931 at 9404 Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills. But that original building is no longer there. It was demolished in 1988. If you want to go ahead and expand on that, Danny, the the significance of that building. Well, I wasn't thinking of the significance of the building. I was thinking about when the you walk you in, how you it, it's made to look like the lobby of like a, of a movie theater, mm, where yes. you would get like yeah. your popcorn and, and your treats and whatnot. And that's where they sell sweets and whatnot. There is that. That's my memory of it. And then you proceed on into the store, and then you kind of get into that. It was Villains in Vogue at one point in time. Yeah, I, which is a great yeah. shop. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you know, my brother-in-law Aaron. I mean, he still remembers that to this day. It's like, man, that was so much better when it. Was, and he couldn't have been any more right. We that was a must stop. It's unfortunate we have to say that, but most of the gift shops are like that now. There's not really like. Oh, this is a great gift shop. And they're all the same merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, now. Just, now yeah, it is, yeah. It's all just the same merchandise in this gift shop as in that gift shop and in that gift well, shop. Well, even so. Cross Parks. I think we've, talk, we've tracked that on this show. It's like, you know, a lot of the stuff is homogenized and, and it used to be more unique. But mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. I remember years ago, I want to say it was like around, 
don't know, 2010, 2013, that when you go go into that shop, the very end of it, the, the last portion of it, it was all Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I remember figures, that. clothes, toys, and everything. It was, it they had this one, it was a Skellington, Jack Skellington jersey. You know, they, they, those jerseys they would make for these characters? Yeah, the sure. Jack Skellington jersey had the year that the movie came out, his name on the back. It was beautiful. It's just a shame they had to go away from things like that. It's a shame. Yeah, and, and not only that, like I remember like during Halloween time, that, that whole store, they had like these little yep. ghosts and everything everywhere that uh, adorned the store, especially the villain section of it that really just... I think it was even a mummy at one point in time, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, it just, it popped. It was just something that you had to see. It was cool, yeah. I remember one of the windows had a huge uh, Maleficent. Yeah, I remember that. The next section here is Real Vogue. And, again, as Danny mentioned, this is what was known as Villains in Vogue until the summer of 2015. Now, this facade is modeled on the former Pasadena Winter Garden, a spectacular streamlined modern-style ice skating rink. The original is located at 171 South Arroyo Parkway in Pasadena and opened up in 1940. And that building is actually still there. It's a storage facility now, of all things. But, yeah, so it used to be an ice skating rink in Pasadena, California. But that's where Villains and Vogue used to be. It's now called Real Vogue. Right. And now you yeah. just got to free your mind if you want to envision. <laughs> <laughs> the rest will follow. <laughs> <laughs> Now, here's a real, just a small, cool detail, but uh, right outside of Real Vogue, you're going to see a sign that says Route 66, which, of course, is a reference to the famous Route 66. That is where many people moved to the city in the early 20th century via that roadway, uh, the Route 66, and countless things have been written about that famous route across the country. Also made famous by cars, obviously. I've heard, like, now, Lee, I've heard that a lot of the Pixar stuff has kind of gone into where uh, Real Vogue is because of that, the, the connection to uh, the, the Toy Story Land right over there, right? I would agree with that because I remember when we were, not this trip, but maybe like a two trips back and I met up with uh, the Raz. She went into there and purchased some some gifts for her nephew, and I believe she bought like a Slinky Dog something or other. So, yeah, I, w- I would say that's probably... I remember yeah. hearing when um, Toy Story Land was, was, was coming out that that would be the, I guess, official place where you get all your toy store land merchandise oh that's cool i didn't know that yeah, yeah. I, it's so weird that they have a whole land dedicated to toy store and their gift shop has to be <laughs> somewhere else <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly now yeah. Uh, this is something that it's unfortunately not there anymore and i i didn't include the details of it in this because it isn't there anymore but around that sign there are some suitcases and yes they're a tribute to the people that have moved you know across country and things like that but they actually used to if you would read the names on the luggage the names of those people were characters from the um, tower of terror movie uh and, and what there's the backstory yeah characters to the backstory of tower of terror awesome uh, that's yeah, cool. but I mean, it's not there anymore. They, uh, they got rid of it. I mean, the suitcases are still there, but the names are gone. And I, that's, again, one of those things, like, I don't understand why that had to go away. Like, why? Maybe the, the, uh, the suitcases. The movie I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really like there's no reason to take it away. Not any more than any, any other of Steve Gutenberg's movies. <laughs> the Goot! <laughs> the Goot! <laughs> but they're just random suitcases now. There's no names on them or anything. But uh, oh, apparently they used to have the names of 
some of the characters from the Tower of Terror movie. All right, and then the last facade next to the Royal Vogue is... It's based on a building located at 12 Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena, California also. And this building is the home of the 35er. 35er is a bar in Pasadena's Old Town neighborhood. It's been in business since 1962. The family-owned and operated 35er enjoys the title the oldest cocktail lounge in Pasadena. The building's history before 1962 is a bit of a mystery. The designated historical property list of the city of Pasadena includes the building, but only identifies the year it was built as Circa. 1950 does not have an actual uh, date when it opens but it's a very again old building that is still there today in in pasadena california that's so interesting that like you know we talked about hollywood studios when it first opened and you talked about how sunset boulevard didn't exist and here we are they're still modeling the buildings that you see off of existing structures in and around california except for one Except for one, yes. Yeah, yes. we'll get to that one when we cross the street. But while we're here, here's some things that you might not have noticed. Take a look at that building and check out the windows at the top of the building. And there's three different paintings is not the right word, but there's advertisements or etching on the windows uh, in this building. Okay? okay, so the first one, you'll look for this. It says, International Brotherhood of Second Assistant Directors, <laughs> we're standing behind you. Ah, now, ah, nice. That's good. Yeah, but there is a, a an actual second assistant director. That's that's an actual like position you yes. can have on the movie set. That's why it's funny. <laughs> Pay attention to the letters. Then, in International Brotherhood of Second Assistant Directors, those initials spell out "I be sad." Oh, because you can't be the first assistant director. You got to be the second. But they do have an important job. Uh, the second assistant is the that's the people that generate the call sheets. They make sure all the the cast is in place where they need to be. Mm-hmm. They get all the extras ready and, and have them where they're supposed to be. They give a lot of support uh, to the first AD, and they actually are part a very critical part of the movie making process. Sure, sad as they are. <laughs> the next window is kind of a corner office, so it's on both sides. Muscle Beach Bodyguard Service. Ah, there we go. Muscle Beach Bodyguard Service. Beach, right? Yeah. yeah, everybody knows where Muscle Beach is in California. Yeah. It's uh, in Santa Monica. This beach was known as Muscle Beach, but it was never actually was officially called Muscle Beach until 1989, when the city actually rededicated it as Muscle Beach, gave it that official name. Eventually, it would be known as Muscle Beach Venice, but this is like where Arnold Schwarzenegger hung out. You know, before he was an actor, when he was just a bodybuilder, he, that's where you would see all these famous pictures of all these famous bodybuilders is on Muscle Beach. Get to the chopper! Hire <laughs> me! I need your clothes and your motorcycle and your boots. And then the last window, last window here, you'll see Max's classic directing academy. You have the latest movie techniques, and in quotes, "Are you ready for your close-up?" There is a movie. And it's pretty, you might not have known the name of the movie, but you know the line that's coming. And this is reference to the 1950 movie Sunset Boulevard. This was made by director Billy Wilder, starred William Holden, Gloria Swanson, and Cecil B. DeMille. And you've heard that famous line, all right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. So that is in reference to that movie, again, which is the movie, the name of the movie is Sunset Boulevard. So it's very appropriate for this area. Have any of y'all seen, saw that movie? If no, I did, yeah. there's no way I remember it. Okay, y'all familiar with uh, the film genre, film noir? Yeah, yeah. Like the Sam Spade, all that stuff where the, the, yeah. the character character narrates the movie as it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's like that. If you you for me with Billy Wilder's directing style, he's very got a, he's got a wit. He's got a, a sharp, snappy, sarcastic wit to it. 
Mm-hmm. And the, the movie starts off being narrated, but you find out later the character who's narrating it is actually dead. Ah. He's giving you his story of how he died. Oh, when nice. when the movie opens, you find he narrates. He's, you see this body lying in a pool of an old, decrepit um, Hollywood Hills mansion, and it's him. And there's a story of how he died. Eventually, Gloria Swanson's character is a um, silent movie film star who's well past her prime. She can't get with that. She's kind of kind of got a little bonkers, and uh, she ends up killing him at the end. But it's a whole movie about you know how this how these people who were stars at one point the whole world you know pay attention to them and how they get addicted to that and they can't live without it and they need it and when they get older don't have it anymore when they go you know get too old and people just don't care about them tendency to go crazy okay and that's what it is that's why when the movie came out that's why i didn't win an academy award that year which is should have because it's a spectacular movie is because theory is you know billy waddle's kind of making shine the light on hollywood itself and showing them how they how it can treat its its stars and this is the sunset boulevard that's the name of the movie yes yes oh, stars, stars um stars william holden and um gloria swanson Interesting. the character of max yeah. he's a character on that window he's a character from that movie All he's right. the butler he's he's her butler but you find out as the course of the movie goes on you find out not only is he her butler He's actually one of her ex-husbands. Oh. But not only is he her ex-husband, he is the one who discovered her and put her into the film industry in the silent films. Damn, and she so, made him a butler? Yeah. <laughs> she, he buttled. That's gratitude but, for but he, But he, when he, as, as her butler, he knows the truth, and he knows that, you know, it's, she's past her prime. Lower, but he's feeding her, you know, making her think, yes, you're, you're still wanted, madame. You, okay, for you older guys, which is pretty much all of you, you do you remember the skit what? on the on the on the Carol Burnett show where she um she plays that ca- crazy um a- actress? Who's Carol Burnett? The, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. ah, all gotcha. of her characters were crazy though. Carol Burnett does a, does a does a parody of this movie in on her skit show. Her and Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman is the butler. Harvey Corman was oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I remember Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Corman yeah. and Tim Conway were yeah. awesome together. Tim Conway was my favorite. Actor I know. Too. I liked him, too. I liked yeah. But it, it is an excellent movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I, my, my suggestion is go find it. Okay. It's, for, it's available for it on Amazon. You right. can, I don't oh, think it's okay. stream anywhere. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, man. That, thanks. That and the Luchador and Ultraviolet. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah, to add it to your list. And then hey, you may even remember this, uh, Kurt. Do you remember that that was one of the clips? That was in the uh, the end scene of the Great Movie Ride. Yep, in the montage. Yeah, the, yeah, end, the montage. I remember that montage. Well, yeah, it's a real famous line. Like, even if you don't know anything about the movie, you've, you've heard that line either the actual line itself, or you've heard someone else say the line is, is a reference to that movie. All right, so we're finishing up the little gift shop area. We're going to take a walk uh, past the little DVC kiosk cab garage and head to Sunset Ranch Market. Anaheim Produce, right? Yeah, all that. Uh, you've got a few different things here. It's basically like a lot of little quick service areas. You can get some hot dogs, pizza, ice cream, all this other stuff. But the area itself, the Sunset Ranch Market, this represents a part of L.A. history that actually still continues today. The Sunset Market Ranch is inspired by the original Farmer's Market located at the intersection of 3rd and Fairfax in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you, uh, if you look at that... It's not a billboard, but the sign where it's you know got the little silhouette. It's a Sunset Ranch Market. That silhouette is the actual outline of the farmers market in the, in the Los Angeles. Oh, cool! Yeah, I never noticed that. Yeah. During the summer of 1934, a group of farmers set up an informal market at this location. Uh, the idea for the market originated with Roger. I'm going to slaughter this. I'm sorry, but 
Dalsham, maybe. Kirk, you got a better pronunciation than that? Dalsham? That's what I was Dalheim? Dalheim? Um, Dalheim's Creek? Maybe. It's not. Maybe. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, got, it's got that J in it, so it nests more like it's a It's got Heim H's and J's. Yeah. Dalheim. All right. Roger Dalheim. 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 Uh, he was a businessman, and uh, Fred Beck, who was an advertising copywriter. Uh, the two basically asked the owners of the former Gilmore Dairy Farm if they could set up some trucks here and you know use this as a mean to sell fresh produce. This eventually grew, and you know it's just a basic. It was just a uh, a vacant area, but more trucks would come, and you know it became part of. The, uh, the culture there. They built this iconic clock tower when it expanded, and that's actually, you can see a, a replication of that clock tower in the area as well. If mm. it gets struck by lightning, can your DeLorean make it up to 88? Only if you're traveling 88 miles per hour. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. It's one like, of those areas that, you know, people that are from the area definitely know, like, hey, just meet me at 3rd and Fairfax. That's that's kind of like a popular cultural saying in, in California. But that is ah. the original, you know, farmer's market. All right. So let's uh, let's take a, a <laughs> look at some of these details. But before we get into the restaurants, this is where the actual red trolley car is located. I'm going to preface this by saying that when I went last time, the, the red trolley car was not there. I'm assuming this is kind of a COVID thing. You know, like it just hasn't been brought back yet. Again, it's just a super famous gift kiosk. So I can't imagine they're not going to bring it back. But for all intents and purposes, let's assume it's coming back. When it was there, again, this is the red trolley car we mentioned before from the Roger Roger Rabbit concept that Mm -hmm. never came to be. But this is something you might not have noticed. On the cart, you'll see some letters stenciled on the side. It says Pacific 694. That is the date of the opening of Sunset Boulevard. June 1994. Actually, June 2nd to be specific, but June 1994 is when Sunset Boulevard opened. Nice. Nice. And the trolley is actually connected to that cable that we uh, talked about earlier. It's connected to the cable that runs down the street. All right. So next we've got the Sunshine Day Bar. Now, did you know this? This was originally called Fairfax Fries. And we all know that Walt Disney had entered a sponsorship agreement with McDonald's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is where their fries were served in Hollywood Studios at ah, Fairfax Fries. Yeah. That partnership ended in 2009, and then it became Toluca Legs Turkey Company, which, you know, Eli, you got your turkey leg there. Yes. But unfortunately, that closed in 2016. It became Sunshine Day Cafe, which was kind of a seasonal thing. And then finally, in 2019, it's what it is now, and it's permanently open as a Sunshine Day Bar. But that, that was faint. what I remembered it as is the turkey cart. We could get the turkey legs. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Toluca Lake, isn't that where Jimmy in Pulp Fiction lives? Toluca Lake? Yeah, it's like, it man, familiar, I don't yeah. know why in Toluca Lake. <laughs> going to call my partner <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Is that right? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'd have to, uh, I should know that, but I don't. You should I mean, know that. I don't know that Jimmy's got some good coffee. <laughs> oh, man. Not that freeze dry taste is choice. Yeah. Ooh. That's some gourmet shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the other uh, little uh, food kiosk here is Anaheim Produce. Love it. Uh, you can get yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Little fresh fruits, hummus, trail mix, all this kind of stuff. But you can also get those little cuties, the oranges. Yes. Oh yeah. A lot of fruits. Yeah. Get those from McDonald's. A, fruits. Yeah. And of course, you know Anaheim <laughs> is the uh, is the city, but Anaheim originally was just farmland, which. Also had a lot of orange groves, so that's the tie-in there. Is the- you don't say. They should build a theme park in one of those orange groves. Yeah, that would I know. Be a good idea. And they should do it in Florida, too, a bunch of orange <laughs> groves. 
Uh, you've also got uh, Sunset Ranch pins and souvenirs. I don't really have a lot of details here, but I'm just throwing it in there because it's it's part of the complex. So yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. You can get your lanyards. Rosie's All American Cafe. Rosie's, or if you, you've all seen the poster with the woman, she's got a Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, yeah. yes, Rosie World the War II, all That's that exactly business. Right. Uh, Rosie's were iconic women of the World War II era who went to work in places that had been previously reserved for men, but of course now all the men were off in the war, and this is where they would produce you know, munitions and more supplies and things like that. So this is Dizzy's homage to these women who had redefined the American female by naming this restaurant after them. Kirk asked me to find this and I could not find this exact thing, but I still, I'm sure it exists because there's a lot of like little plaques and model airplanes and there's uh, welding helmets and there's all kinds of like all this little, little hidden details in the restaurant if you look behind the counter there. I'll ask if anyone has seen this and they could send me a picture of it because I couldn't find it but apparently there is a uh, World War II insignia which was created by Disney and it features Mickey Mouse Donald Duck and a gremlin so that insignia should be somewhere in that memorabilia again I couldn't find it but if someone could find that and send me a picture I would greatly appreciate it I was going to say I recognize a reference but yeah I I can't tell you I sit here uh, as we sit here I can't tell you I ever remember seeing a plaque to it I I certainly recognize the reference though I'll have to look for that in July considering the time period that they're Celebrating. Yep. I remember the cartoon and all that with sure. the other gremlins. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Off to the side uh, of Rosie's is this little hillside. It, it's got Rosie's Victory Garden. Hmm. Now, during World War II, Victory Gardens were springing up across backyards throughout the country, and people would basically help grow food and gardens and things like that to help with the war effort. They would, you know, send food across the seas to the soldiers uh, fighting uh, in, in the war. There's a cool sign here, and I'm going to let Carrick go into the details on this one because he. He did a lot more research on this, and I thought it was cool. I did a little quick TikTok video, but in the in the garden, there's a, a sign that says "Victory with Vegetables," and there's a big V, and there's three dots and a long line. Is that Morse code? Ba, 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 ba. It is. And it's also some other things. There's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of things. Is what it is. A lot of little references there. Okay. Okay. So I'm let Kurt explain this to you guys. All right. During World War II, we've all heard "V for Victory," right? Yeah. Yeah. What- What's World War II? World War II. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a little conflict with the um, what's what some would consider, you know, the ultimate evil we've seen in a very long time. But V also in Morse code is three dots and a dash. Okay, you yes. ever, ever heard that expression? Yeah. But three dots and a dash sounds. Uh, if you you sound it out, it's da 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 da, and that's all. That is also the opening refrain for Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Oh. So that V. They got those three dots and dash above it. All correlates. What does this have to do with vegetables? Oh, the V is like the Roman numeral for the vegetables. Vegetables is because it's, it's a Rosie's Victory Garden, and uh, during you know in the war, rationing was going on. Everything people around the country would grow these what they call Victory Gardens to help support the war effort. Yeah, you oh, grow wow. your own grow, vegetables grow, and stuff. Grow, yeah, grow, grow vegetables right for yourself and send out to the troops. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have one of those set up at the World War II Museum in New Orleans. Yeah. They have a Victor oh, wow. Garden Get out display. Of here. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, and Beethoven was German, so that was interesting too. Oh, okay. a little tie in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still just a little bit. But yeah, it's like Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that uh, that I got, but then I didn't realize it was also uh, Morse code as well. You know, I just looked it up online. They they have a scarecrow in the form of somebody in a in a fighter pilot suit. 
Okay, there you go. Oh, interesting. They have like a scarecrow in the form of somebody. I was going to say in in, in like a military kind of uh, uniform, but yeah, fighter pilot thing. So interesting. I don't even know where this is. Well, here at Rosie's, if you look towards the counter, like where you order at, it's mm-hmm. off to the right. It's kind of like in the seating. It's right next to. The, there's like three or four uh, picnic benches over. I mean, this is like spooky. Like <laughs> this should not exist in a Disney theme park. That is spooky looking. That's cool though. I'm going to look for it in July now. Yeah. Now the other restaurant in this area is Catalina Eddie's. Catalina Eddie's is is themed after fighter pilots, airplanes. You'll see a lot of references to them. Like there's a propeller and there's you know the wing from a airplane and things like that. Catalina Eddie's, the name of the restaurant has two meanings. This is something oh, you may oh, wait, I know one. I know one. The Catalina wine mixer. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Come on, Lee. Oh, man. No, but there are two uh, explanations as to where the restaurant got its name from, depending on who you ask. In the movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? You've got the detective, Eddie. Eddie Valiant. Eddie Valiant, yeah. Eddie Valiant, yeah. So there's the Eddie. And his girlfriend, Dolores, who he took to the island of Catalina. Catalina wow. Island, yeah. Right. That's cool. You know, with the other references to uh, Roger Rabbit, and the, the fact that this was at one time going to be the Roger Rabbit area, it makes perfect sense that that would be a tribute. That is a really obscure tribute, and all the Roger Rabbit little Easter eggs in and around Hollywood Studios that even still exist to this day. I'd never even heard of that one. Yeah, mm. I never heard that's of that incredible. one either. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right. Now, there is another theory, or I guess a, however you want to call it, that, that this is named after a California weather pattern. Oh, Catalina Eddy? All right. So in Southern California, there is a weather condition known as Catalina Eddy. It's spelled E-D-D-Y. Oh, like in the currents. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. So this sometimes occurs. And according to San Francisco State University Meteorology site, the Catalina Eddy is named Catalina Islands off the the coast of Los Angeles. This is an occasional phenomenon of coastal Southern California south of Point Conception sometimes forms when the wind across the region in the lower atmosphere blows from the north or northeast. As air crosses the east to west orientated mountain ranges north of Santa Barbara and descends to the ocean, the pressure in the air increases, causing it to warm dramatically. As indirect consequence of this warming, a region of relatively low pressure develops in the lower atmosphere south or southwest of the east to west orientated coastline. Is that confusing enough? I have no idea what you're saying. All I, heard- I don't either. I'm just reading what the uh, meteorology site says. All I, all I heard was phenomenon. <laughs> do, do, phenomenon. Do, do, do. Phenomenon. <laughs> do, 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 do. This warm, cloud-free region of relatively low pressure offshore draws cool marine air up to the coast from the south. The marine air, which is full of fog or low stratus clouds visible from space, then spirals around the low pressure center, creating the eddy and bringing cooler winds to the Los Angeles basin. So if you've got to explain this to a friend, just tell them about Roger Rabbit. It's a lot easier. Oh, it's just Eddie. If you're, you're going to make a TikTok, make it about the Roger, Roger, Roger Rabbit reference. Yeah, that one worked better. Let's just forget about the rest. I had to throw it in there because someone's going to say, oh, it's not about Roger Rabbit. It's about the Catalina Eddie. It's the weather condition. Okay. Well, I got both covered. So. What do you mean? Disney fans are sticklers? No. Never. Never. What? Mm. What? Right. What? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I still say it's a Catalina wine mixer, but whatever. Yeah, I'll, let's go with that. So now we're at Fairfax Fair, which, of course, refers to Fairfax Avenue, which we talked about earlier. That's where the, the farmer's market was located. And 
there's a a reference here that's kind of weird. I don't even know where it comes from. Like Kevin had mentioned it earlier, and I mistakenly said it was behind the Hollywood scoops, but it's not. It's actually here with Fairfax Fair. And you can see, a, I did a TikTok video on this, but so go behind the building and you'll find some wooden well, wooden barrels. Caskets, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wooden, yeah, barrels, caskets. Wine yeah. caskets or something. And they've got this stamped on there. It says Cal Fig, California Fig Syrup. Again, last time I was there, finding all these little things, I was like, hey, Kirk, what's this? What does this mean? Can you look this up real quick? What's this? What's this? There's fig juice everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't understand what this reference is to, but fig syrup is basically a laxative. Uh, Oh, oh boy. Uh, So, again, I I made the joke. uh, TikTok is like, I'm not sure if that's because of all the crappy food you're eating in this park and you're all constipated, so you need some laxative or... If to you know that this is just a crappy park, but hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kirk, you see how that man did Kirk's you? on the show now. He, he can defend re- himself. I, can see why I, I knew that was coming because he already, he already made that comment, and I was waiting for it. Yeah, all that research yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that leads <laughs> us to the last building on this block, and that's Hollywood Scoops. And here, what you want to do is you want to take a walk behind the building and look for the Sunset Hills billboard. Now, this is an advertisement for a new housing development, Sunset Hills. On here, you'll see the movie colony's most prestigious address. Luxury estates from $9,000, view lots being reserved now. But here's what you might not notice. There's a phone number at the bottom of the billboard. The phone number is for the uh, Hollywood Realty Company, KL5, which is Klondike 5 or 555. You guys have all heard this uh, reference used in movies before. Mm-hmm. Five five five. That's the the first three digits of a phone number they want to use in a movie, so that they don't give you someone's actual phone number on accident and you prank call them or whatever. <laughs> but uh, so that's five 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 six one eight nine six one nineteen eighty nine is when uh, MGM Studios opened. Oh, that's oh awesome. I like that. it. Yeah, ah, nice. And uh, yeah, and you'll also notice that the Sunset Hill Estates is where the Hollywood Tower is located. Ah. Hollywood yeah. Tower Hotel. Yeah. I dig it. Across when you, well, all that stonework is uh, towards the entrance of Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll see a plaque. It says, uh, it says uh, Sunset Hills Estates established 1928. Cool. Man. Yeah, no, I dig that. Yeah. That gives us down the whole left side of the of Sunset Boulevard. So why don't we take a, a break? Let's finish this show out because we've kept you long enough. On the next episode, we're going to lead you through the right side of the of Sunset Boulevard and finish up at the end of the street. Well, one quick little fact about Hollywood Scoops, if you may remember, we had a guest on our show by the name, we called her Janine. She was a cast member and on Magic Our Way uh. podcast number 230, she was a college a Walt Disney World College program member that worked at the ice cream shop right there. That's oh, where she okay. busted her finger on the cash register and all kind of stories ensued and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the guy almost Luke. lost a thumb yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So check it out. Magic Army Podcast number 230. You can hear the stories about Janine and her time at Hollywood Scoops. Or uh, I guess that was what it was called back then. I don't remember. But it, I don't it, see any reference to it ever having a different name. It's- yeah, it, it was always been an ice cream shop on that corner. I always remember that being an ice cream shop mm. and very, very busy. So yeah, a uh, quick little Magic Our Way trivia on that particular store. Cool, man. Thanks for that. Uh, so if you guys have any comments about the first left, the left side, the first side, I don't want to say the first side because it doesn't, I don't want to denote anything that's better than the other. But uh, if you want to have any questions about the left side and all those little details that you might not have noticed or you might have known that, uh, let us know. And we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode about Did You Notice? 
Hollywood uh, Sunset Boulevard. Sorry, not Hollywood Studios. We already talked about that. Yeah. But specifically the left side, if you're looking at Hollywood Tower, it's the left side of Sunset Boulevard. All those little details. How many of those did you know? Look, share your opinions with us. Shoot us an email at show at magicarway.com. Or you can call or text us. Yes, I did say text at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 669-4226. And you know, when we pass down Sunset Boulevard, we always pass on the left-hand side. Pass the studios on the left-hand side. Yeah, look, magicarway.com is the way to go if you want to find out more about us, guys. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. And look, we have a couple guys do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Hey, hey. Rob Blackfeld here, Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Mm. Eli Ivory. What a great name. It is. Eli Ivory, comic guru. Yep. I'm here to talk about mm. you. I am here to say, check out IvoryComics.com. That's right, you. Check out IvoryComics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, nope. cannot be surpassed. You need nope. to check it out. Experience it for yourself. Mm. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com. Right now. Lightfield out. Oh, that never gets old every time I hear that. And just like Rob said, you can check out that Ivory Comics website and see all the products that I have and the links to this podcast so you never miss an episode, you never miss a trip report, you never miss a did you notice. So go ahead and get some of that synergy in your life right there. Facebook.com slash Eli Ivory. You can find me there. So as long as you're a real person, it's nice to meet you. But if you're a bot, too tired to greet you. I just can't do it. You know, uh, Muhammad Nabapa, to get on, get on out of here, man. I, I can't give you my... <laughs> You know what I mean? I can't get you my membership, How tired are you right now? Good Lord, I man. Mean, you know, it, it's, he's it's trying tough. to train. He's got a new job coming up, so he's trying to train himself. Yeah. He does not get up past two on two, a Saturday. Yeah. No, he does not. Like, this really? is an early no. day. He's, he's getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. I did, yeah. He's getting ready, ready. Oh. What corner you are? Dang. Hey, come on! This is a this is a whole package right here. Whole package. The whole package. I was actually family show. Family show. How much would you pay for the total package? Get the whole package. Ninety nine, ninety nine, four installments. Better than Lex Luger, baby. Yeah, yeah. I was up drawing late last night too, so you know, it was it was good. Um, New comics coming soon from IvyComics.com. Try to try to try to put it through. Yeah. How do you spell that? I v o r y c o m i c s dot com. So I was going to C-O-M-I-X. And so C-O-M-I-X. Okay. I, wrong spot. I got my oh, man. Yeah, I got good thing now. we established that then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll dig it. Uh, so also Facebook, you can uh, check out the Project Geisha page. So go to Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. On Instagram, you can find me there at EIV504. And of course, I can be found on Twitter at Hancock1066. 
So if you appreciate the madness, then you're just breaking me the gladness. Thank you very much. And look, if you want to book a vacation so that you too can see all the details that Lee spewed forth about the left side of Sunset Boulevard as you're looking at the Hollywood Tower Hotel, you can book it through Lee of Magical Moments Vacations. Lee, tell them how to do this. Uh, just pass the phone on the left-hand side and call 832-431-1621. <laughs> you can email me at lee at magicrway.com. You can Facebook me at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you got a friend in Lee travel. And on TikTok, you got a friend in Lee. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Hasselvika! And look, man, we have special guests captain cajun i'm sorry the invaluable cajun chavez kirk thank you for coming on the show man we definitely appreciate it thank you for that recognition i appreciate that you're invaluable (laughs) and ultimate he's the ultimate ultimate invaluable cajun captain chavez I'll make a star-shaped portal. We can visit any universe you want to. I thought it was a crawfish-shaped portal. We can, we, yeah, it is crawfish. <laughs> it is. We can visit that universe where Eli is actually awake. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> that that'll be nice. Damn. Wow. I don't, Man, he's calling you. You got out. roasted by Cajun Chavez. I, I know. Invaluable Chavez. Bad for him. He just looks exhausted. That's because you're not in the studio. That's the problem. Yeah, I give him some it's, it's hard to uh, emote your energy through the uh, Streamyard he, platform. He missed here. my foot from across the table, resting in his um, most special of spots. I mean, I blame. Oh him. my god! If you I'm see what Eli is drinking right now, it's core hydration water. Yes. That's what he's drinking. He's That's not why drinking. He's a, little yeah. bit, he's, a, he's a little subdued. He doesn't have his. Uh, yeah. My wife bought him some some proper twelve. Yes, proper twelve is dangerous. But it doesn't even look like it's even open. No, no it's got, not. I've had I've had some of the, the, the orange, Jameson but it's here. The, the Jameson orange is not I've had, as strong. I've had some of that. Okay, I've had McAllen, and I've outdone both of you. Yes, I, yes, and I've and I've been well, I've been listening and. Absorbing, you know, learning, 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 and loving, you know, and I'm comforting, supporting, and, and yeah. uh, I, tell you what, I am really loving the, the visual of Mawiki just right over your uh, your left shoulder, right there. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And why do we have Mawiki? Because Eli lets him live there now. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> lets him or makes him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but much like anything with, with Eli that he owns, like he just leaves it over here. I just leave it there. I still have his daughter's. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you still have his daughter in the corner where he left her. No, nobody puts yeah. uh, Eli's daughter in the corner. No, no, no. She puts herself. Well, anyway, thank you, invaluable <laughs> Captain Cajun Chavez, for coming on the show. And look, in addition, there's so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicarway.com. Plus, if you want to elevate your support of the Magic Arway podcast like a good bra, go to patreon.com forward slash Magic Arway. There you'll find six awesome perky tears to support mm. this show. Anyway, <laughs> I like perky tears. I like perky tears, too. Anyway, what you can support the show, guys, look, is very deeply appreciated. We also want to thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from you guys. So, all opinions are always welcome to the Magic Hour Podcast. Make sure you get in touch with us today. Some weekends, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up R.I.P. the turkey leg. Hey, this is Eli from the Magic Outway podcast. When I'm not podcasting, talking dizzy and drawing, I'm listening to Mad Hatter Radio. Some good stuff. <laughs>